Welcome to Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you for being here with me today. I'm super excited, pumped about this episode because it's one of my most favorite topics. I guess all of the topics on my show are my most favorite, but... Before I bring on my amazing guest, I just want to remind you guys that I do have my twice-monthly intuitive mediumship development class, and we have shifted things around a little bit. You'll find that there are topics that I teach on each week, and if you want to practice your gifts, you may, and if you want to just lurk and just receive, you may do that as well. So this coming one is on a Tuesday evening. If you're listening um, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of the um, live broadcast of this episode, and we will be talking about raising your vibration because oh my gosh y'all that's how we do everything is from the core from that that fertile uh, landscape of the vibration so that's what we'll be talking about go check it out on my website if you go to work with me you'll find the mystic arts academy and you can see what the upcoming topic will be and how you can join either online or in person at my studio in burbank california and without further delay i'm so excited today to welcome felicia bender phd the practical numerologist who is the author of redesign your life using numerology to create the wildly optimal you and master numbers 11 22 and 33, The Ultimate Guide. Felicia is passionate about writing, counseling, teaching, and presenting ways to use numerology, spirituality, and intuition to understand ourselves and others on a deep level, to validate our life purpose, and to develop tools to understand how to trust our own intuitive language. I love this woman. I love all of her work. Welcome to the show, Felicia Bender. Can we hear well, her? Well, thank you. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> That's Excellent. That was my five well, pushing it a little bit. There was a moment. <laughs> well, and yet, and we're also in Mercury in retrograde, not to go directly into all that. So, you know, yeah. uh, for all the, you listeners out there, if there's some glitches, just laugh or, bear with you us. know, be kind or something. Yes, bear <laughs> with us. <laughs> well, seriously, your work is, is just so amazing. So I love how empowering your work is around numerology because of course as I'm sure you know you could go look things up and they're like well if you're a life path four you just suck forever it's boring it's dry it's dirt and it's not interesting or if you're a 33 six then you must be Jesus Christ or that's the end of things (laughs) those some there's fear-based in a lot of it but I just love how empowered and also just you have a new perspective it's slightly new perspective from any other way that I've read or you know researched numerology so thank you so much for all of that. Well, thank you. Um, that's I, I hope that's the point of all this, right? Is right. to offer it. I I think that you know what you do, obviously, Trish, is the same. It's like what? How can we? This is only for validation. It's yes. only for empowerment. And of course, we're always you know people that I'm working with and 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 engage with always do want to know kind of the challenges, you know, the downsides. Sometimes people want to know that even more than they want to know the optimal because they're like, hey, I'm really struggling here. What's the deal? So right. we. We all want we all want tools to allow us to do this and what i love about the numbers is that they're 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 um they're non-critical mm. basically mm-hmm. it's just hey here's here we all have issues here's the deal so um how are you going to work with it so that's what i love about it and i think i feel like it's it's good to note right at the top that there are no good wonderful perfect numbers and there are no bad awful you know terrible numbers and you, you i we shared you shared with me your life path 3 which is a beautiful dynamic amazing creative communicative number and it ha- it holds its challenges and it holds its highlights and mm-hmm. you know it 
Donald Trump is a four, <laughs> which is supposed to be the builder, right? It's supposed to be so organized, the teacher. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, wow. And if you look at his full chart, all every number in his chart is a karmic debt number. <gasps> it is? Oh, I yes. feel sorry for him now. See? Well, you know, there's a certain level of we can't really feel sorry for anyone. What we can do is step back and go, you know, how are we working with that and to understand the challenging elements to it, right? And So tell us a little bit, talk about the karmic numbers, because that's not necessarily as widely known. Obviously, not everyone, but most people know there's the life path, and that's kind of like, you know, your core high, what what, would you, yeah, I guess let's start with life path. So the life path number is what the one that is the most core to you, almost like the sun sign in astrology. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. I would correlate it with the sun sign. And it basically, if you're going to know one number, that's going to be the one. Mm-hmm. And it, can't, it comes from your birth date. So mm-hmm. it never changes like some of the other numbers in our charts are from our name. So those can vacillate. But um, the, the life path number really is, I find it's your life's purpose. It's what you checked in to do. And yet it's, it's a subject matter that you haven't covered before. <laughs> So you get you, you know you have these uh, these innate gifts and talents in these arenas, and yet you also have some more substantial roadblocks to getting there. And I'll give you a, just a, a, a little example. As you talked about, I'm a three, and that's all about creativity, communication, and all of that. And it's the number of joy, kind of optimism. And yet many threes have a lot of emotional trauma. Yeah. They struggle with depression. Um, they can, you know, they can go the, that those are the struggling points. And they also struggle with communication. I know a lot of threes actually, um, the young man, uh, for instance, in the, in the new, in the Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, the, the boy with the lisp. Uh, oh, yes, is, yes. Oh, he's yeah. A, he's a singer. He's been on Broadway and he's an actor and a performer. And he, he has this lisp um, and he's a three. Life right. path. So it's like I, I have a lot of threes who stutter, who have other, you know, roadblocks there that other people wouldn't have. So it's a really great to look at that because it's like, yeah, this is what I'm all about. And yet I will have a few more, you know, challenges in the road in terms of getting there. And what's so cool about what is that actor's name, Kurt? Kurt, is he a, and Kurt's a three as well. Kurt is producer Kurt. So we're talking about you guys right up front. Uh, Gatin Matarazzo. Okay, that's why we don't remember his name. It's it's a challenging one. It's hard to say. Let's let's call him Dustin from Stranger Things. So that's that's who he is. And uh, again, a lot of a lot of um, threes uh, engage with that. And um, threes have this emotional, like Nina Simone is a three. Mm. Um, These people who have these deep reservoirs of emotion, Mm. um, and yet sometimes it it comes out, you know, in in different ways, let's put it that way. Well, what's and so cool I, about, about Dustin, ahead. oh, I'm sorry, what's so cool about Dustin is that he's such a young person who's actually really overcoming those powerful challenges. And, you know, it's like undeniable that he has, the you know, this communication, this creativity. I mean, he's just so charismatic in spite of the fact or despite of the fact that he has these other kinds of challenges going on with his, how his, you know, bio, biologically set up in his mouth and stuff. Exactly. And that's the beautiful thing. Again, looking at this as a tool because you you go, well, that's not fair that I have a lisp or this or that. And yet he's this uh, it makes him individual. It yes. makes him unique. Yes. He is so quirky and he's so buoyant. I mean, don't you just ride along with that kid? He's just so fun, you know? And and 
and strangely confident, yeah. you know? <laughs> yes, um, for so a kid, personal. let alone the other yeah. challenges he has, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a wonderful tool to see it that way. And yet I think we got a little, I got a little derailed when we were, we were, we started out talking about the karmic numbers yes. there. And, and just the, the brief thing there, because it is something that's a little more of a deep dive um, with numerology, as you know, and yet, in numerology, there are karmic debt numbers mm -hmm. and then karmic lesson numbers. They're two oh. entirely different things. Okay. And so we won't talk about the lessons at this moment, but okay. um, we will talk about for just a second, the karmic debt numbers. And those are indicated in your, in your um, primary chart that you would have uh, in your numerology chart. And those are indicated by the numbers 13 slash 4. Uh, because, and just for those of you who don't know about numerology, we're always reducing down to adding and reducing, well, mostly, <laughs> anyway, uh, to a one-digit number. So mm -hmm. if you have a 13, you would add the one and the three together, and you would get four. So that's mm -hmm. why I say 13 slash four. So mm -hmm. it's not totally confusing. But uh, 13, four, uh, 14, five. 16.7 and 19.1 are all considered karmic debt numbers. And that basically indicates that uh, those who have those, those numbers um, are paying back a karmic debt from a past uh, manifestation, from a past incarnation. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and yet what I like to say, number one, is that uh, it doesn't mean you're bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean you're being punished. It simply means it's like the credit card. You know, you you charge this up on your credit card, good, bad, and different. You got to pay it back, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no value judgment there. It's just going to indicate to you if it resonates. It's such an amazingly powerful tool to go, ooh, this is why I keep having these issues over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, and then we get to often when we get when we're seekers and we get to a certain uh, point of maturity, let's say, we can go, ooh, used to, you know, been there, done that but don't do that anymore. And so you can kind of pat yourself on the back and go, hey, I've been doing a pretty good job paying back my debt, right? Right. So um, so that's what the, the karmic uh, debt numbers indicate. And I'll give you an example. So for instance, um, the 13-4 the that uh, he who shall not be named has. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's what he has too? Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, you said it basically that his, his that, whole chart, is, right. Mm -hmm. That is his life path number. Yeah. And um, so in any event that the, the one in 13 um, indicates selfishness in a mm -hmm. past in a past life. And that is the common denominator to all of the karmic numbers. Mm -hmm. And then it's and then we look at the number next to it. And in what category was the infraction? It was in the three. Mm -hmm. So it basically means that um, in a past life, this person was fairly lazy, irresponsible, didn't take personal responsibility for themselves, passed it off to others. And the, the other tributary or category there is that they also were abusive of communication. Mm -hmm. and of positivity. And so they, they really used words uh, for hurtful reasons. Right. They used them as sarcasm to tear people down, to be uninformed, um, those sorts of things. And so when we have this, it's telling us that those are going to be sticking points for us. And those are going to be things that we really need to pay attention to while we are also becoming the highest and best of the four, which is that teacher, that knowledge purveyor, that solid, steady, you know, uh, hard worker, the mm -hmm. worker bee. Um, so that's the four. So you're, 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 it's, it just complicates it and enriches it at the same time. But when you can really succeed in being that four, uh, the effects are really phenomenal. 
really just phenomenal. Think about it. I mean, just just to talk about Trump in a completely neutral way. I, I'm 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 being an observance of whether you're a huge supporter or a huge detractor of his. Think about how that set up. So then his life, he he was actually born into some privilege, and that can actually be that can be difficult because then you have to really, especially if you're supposed to be manifesting as a four, which is the teacher and the builder, but then you have these other things around you that kind of like you don't really need to do that stuff right it's set up for you so that's actually a challenge and then where he is now in a job the you know the the president you have to fall into structure even if they if they're you know whoever the president is if they're constantly like kicking against it there's not there's no option but to fall into some structure and to fall into a role of teaching you know and whatever you do with that is what it is it's pretty powerful stuff like he's working out the karma that's for sure (laughs) Yeah, I find that people with karmic numbers often, um, those who aren't, we aren't talking to or for, <laughs> usually are kind of following the, what, I, what I would say, the, to use the metaphor, the same rut in the road, right? Mm-hmm. They're doing the same thing yeah. uh, that they were doing last time, and they're still challenged with that. Um, and yet those who are seeking and who are feeling the need to really step up um, are working it. They're working it out. So... I have a karmic <laughs> number for my life path. <laughs> I am a 14.5. Well, actually, let's talk about just real briefly in case folks are saying, wait, how do I find that out? There, yes. You you uh, teach or you favor the way to discern like your life path number is to reduce each the, the, the day, the month, and the year first and then add them together? Is that correct? Okay. Correct. Mm-hmm. They, you know, like all ologies, like most everything in life, mm-hmm. there are different schools of thought mm-hmm. around, uh, around it. Um, I, I do feel like it is the most proper way to do it is the, the day month year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also do it like a long math problem. Like Dan mm-hmm. Millman does that in, right. in his work, which I highly love and mm-hmm. respect. Um, and Hans Dikos is a numerologist who, who uh, says that the, the best way is the other way. So I always okay. say, hey, you know, go check it out. Yeah, <laughs> try do both. <laughs> try what, what feels best to you. Mm-hmm. And yet, um, l- should we just use an example sure. for, um, for, for, for this? So sure. let's use August 14th, 1963 as just an example, pulling out of the hat. And uh, so we would look at August. August is an eight, mm-hmm. right? It's, an, it's the eighth month. So we would write down eight. Then 14... Um, is one plus four, and that equals five. So we write down five. Now we take 1963, and we'll add that together. So one plus nine plus six plus three. So one plus nine is 10, plus six is 16, plus three, 17, 18, 19. So this is where you get to add again. We're always reducing down. So you take the 19, and you take one plus nine, and that equals 10, and then this is where it can get confusing. It's like, okay, well, I got a 10. That's not, we're always working with the numbers one through nine primarily. Mm-hmm. And so you keep adding one plus zero equals uh, uh, one. And so that's a one. Then you go and add this together as a math problem. So eight plus five plus one. So eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So in this case, this is also a 14, a karmic 14, five. <laughs> like me. <laughs> like you. Yeah. So, and yet that's how you get that number. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's, and that's how it, with that, 
I, I uh, didn't know that until I'd come across those. And then in a long number, in just a long math problem, I do not come out as a 14-5, but in the way that you just described it with the, you know, separating the day, month, year, reducing those and then bringing them together. <laughs> That's how I come up with the 14-5. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and like everything like this, we can start, we really start getting into what our, what our school of thought that we adhere to and, and why and what that gives to us. Because basically, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're in numerology 101, all you want to know is you're a five because yeah. that's enough to start yes. with, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, if we want to dig down and, and dig a little deeper, then you decide if you're doing it, you know, that first way that you, that we've talked about where it's a 14-5. And yet, what are the two numbers? Let's see, if I do, uh, if I do 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 21, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 31, 32. So in our example, yeah. if we do it the long way, we get 32 before we digit it down. Mm-hmm. So, and that makes a difference. And I think, so, does Dan Millen, Millen what's it, what am I, Mil- Millman, Dan yeah. Millman, he, does he look at it that way? Like a 32-5 or does. a 23-5? Right. He yeah. would see it as a 32. And then you, and then you get to see how you are a mixture of the three and the two yes. as what, you know, and the, and to see what propensities you have that. So it just, in, in you know, again, it enriches the reading around it and you can just get a little more specific about that because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, you can be, you can be, um, you know, an eight life path and you can be a 17, you could be a 44, you can, and it just brings a different uh, way in which you present that. Like a different nuance, different kinds of hues, yes. you know, a slightly different path to get to the same, get to get to the same destination. And Correct. maybe, maybe the karmic one is a slightly more dangerous path is a way to look at it or exciting or you know uh rife with with learning opportunities that's how i like to see it (laughs) indeed those learning opportunities Mm -hmm. that we that we all love ha 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 and uh (laughs) and and yet yes it is true and again one of the things that i love about it is it is a tool for empowerment because if you look at this and look at it not as you've been this you know bad boy or girl and you're being you know punished or put in the corner you can go, oh, wow, this is why this is a continuing issue for me. This Mm -hmm. is why I feel this way. This is why I've had these experiences, right? I mean, a lot of times people, for instance, with a 19-1 karmic number, that's an abuse of power. And they have people in their lives who abuse power toward them. Mm. And it gives you the opportunity to look at it with objectivity rather than emotional, you know, reactivity or victimhood. It's like, oh, okay, clarity. I see. I see it. I see it. Great. Now I know how to work with this. Exactly. And to kind of, and to kind of lighten up a minute and go, oh, you know, this is why this is happening to me and I'm learning this. And and if, even though I can't remember uh, my, my past life, unless you're doing regressions and all of that, maybe you do. And yet um, you can, you can kind of go, oh, wow. Okay. This is, I brought this on myself, mm-hmm. whether I whether I know it or not or remember it or not. And again, now I'm just having to kind of pay the piper, right? Just yes. pay it forward in that way. Well, let's talk about some of those master numbers then, because you have your amazing book uh, that I have. I've read both of your books, by the way, but your master number book, which is really, really powerful. And most people probably have master numbers somewhere in their chart. And for me personally, I actually... so. 
as we we as I changed my name about six years ago, my full name is now eleven two eleven two twenty two four. That's what my numbers come out to be. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and you're, and you're still standing. That's amazing. It's <laughs> crazy, right? <laughs> However, this uh, the other thing I'll share with you is my my pinnacles or my cycles are eleven to eleven to twenty two four and then six. I'll go into six in about five years, I think. So I'm in twenty two oh. four right now. So even if I look at my birth name, I still have a lot of eleven, a, a lot of master numbers going on with my business, and I'm married to an eleven two. My best friend and business partner is an eleven two. My assistant, who's also a really dear friend, is an eleven two. I'm like, oh goodness, I might as well be eleven two myself. I know, isn't it? Oh, it's so fascinating to me. This is what I just get the biggest kick out of, though, is when you start learning the the numbers and everything. You can start seeing your, you know, who you have a propensity toward yes. and who you attract and who attracts you, and and uh, you know, you kind of. I, I love doing family dynamics as well because it's like we all are these little dolphin pods, right? That come in <laughs> together to trigger each other and to, you can, you know, I can read families and go, oh, and this and this and this, and this one is just the black sheep, you know? Yeah. And they're like, how did you know? Because yeah. there's there, and it's not that it's bad. It's just totally different from everybody else, you know? So it's a, it's a great tool for understanding other people as well. I was at the, my family teases that I am the white sheep in the family of black sheep, <laughs> which I don't know which is better. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. as, that makes a little bit of a sense as a five, right? As a five life path. <laughs> That's really funny because yeah. um, it, it, it's, it, you can be the one who is more, has more of a propensity toward um, again, the spiritual path, however you might want to define that. And the others in your family haven't, you know, hopped on that bandwagon. And so you are the white sheep in black sheep's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, my, in my, um, my original, my birth name, my soul urge is seven. And so, and my personality is three. My destiny is one. It's just a mess. It's like, <laughs> I guess you can kind of see that, but with the soul urge being a seven, that's that spiritual seeker number. Exactly. And that's, it's beautiful, though, because if you look at it all together, um, the validation around that is that here you are, I mean, I would love to know what you've, if you've always felt this call toward a, oh, yeah. you know, a spiritual helping healing uh, life. Oh, yeah. Or if, I was or about- if- I started the Bible club when I was in high school. I mean, it's ridiculous. I had like a spiritual awakening when I was 11. <laughs> yes, I've always felt that. <laughs> And, and think about that. You had that, you had the spiritual awakening when you were 11 years <laughs> Right. Old. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yet, and, and yet how beautiful for you, because you've picked, you picked up the ball early. A lot of, uh, some people kind of, you know, bounce around and do a little crashing and burning before they get that wake up call, right. um, that, that brings them into that. So, um, so bully for you again. Well, yes. Seriously. But of course, then we go in and out of awakening, I think, or at least like we kind of plateau and then, you know, then we feel like we had a brand new awakening. I think that happens throughout the life, doesn't it? I think so very, very much. And if we're not, you know, if that doesn't happen, we're not really, we're not, you know, in it. Because we're not doing it. <laughs> Yeah, we're not doing it. And and that's another great reminder, Tricia, is that we're, you know, as soon as we get into this kind of linear, ooh, this feels comfy, cozy, usually there's something that's going to, you know, do a, a quick, <laughs> quick hairpin tur- turn or the, you know, the, the 
the bottom's going to drop out of something or just to really um, bring us into that, that whole, I, that, that whole flow and that trust and being able to let go. I mean, isn't life just a series of, you know, let surrenders yes. basically in many ways. So the um, master numbers. And so if you have a life path master number, and of course you get as a master number, you get two numbers really. So you, you vibrate the, the, the diminished one, the two, as much as the 11, is that how, or is the two, the foundation for the, to be able to shine the 11? How do you describe it and tell everyone how you do that? Well, the way I like to describe this is that first of all, the master numbers so again, are those uh, double digits, 11, 22, 33. Those are the ones that we primarily look at in a person's numerology chart. Mm -hmm. They can show up as cycles of time. They can show up as, as uh, in different elements there. Um, but let's, you know, kind of focus for a moment just if it shows up as your life path or as your birthday number, that sort of thing. So basically, the, those double digits um, give you give you the idea. Well, they're telling you that you checked in with higher spiritual potential, no matter how you might personally define that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And also some more intense challenges. The bottom line really is it is not easy. It is a marathon, <laughs> like I like to say, not a sprint, um, because it's it's you are really here to master uh, your life on on every realm, and no pressure, right? Right. right. No pressure at all, mm. uh, especially within the thematics of your your calling that um, that are defined by the master numbers. And there's always going to be this really um, intriguing anxiety mm. that people with master numbers have. It's this internal, I, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. I'm here to do. What is it? I can't. I, I'm not doing it enough. I'm not doing it fast enough. I'm not. You know, all of those things. And so, it, you know, for the 11 two, for instance, the two is the foundation and the mm. two is all about it's the mediator. It's the diplomat. It's the lover, not the fighter, peacekeeper, yes. um, very emotionally sensitive, wants those win win. It's that very receptive, more feminine energy, to put it that way. And yet then you've got you're integrating your <clears throat> asked to be both um, the yin and the yang. Mm. And so that you get the double one and the one and the two cannot get each other less because <laughs> it, right? Yes, it, it's funny. It's like there are, there are two, you know, I don't know, cousins on the teeter-totter trying to <laughs> duke it out. And it's so the, the one is the number of me, you know, it is mm -hmm. the leader, it's the innovator, it's the creative confidence. It's all about new beginnings, action, everything that is initiating and in charge and assertive is um is the one and so you're asked to be double that mm -hmm. and yet also be this so again the power there is enormous because it is literally if you can visualize the yin yang it really is that marriage of the perfect balance of that and yet boy to be in human form and attempting to you know to do that is another story right mm -hmm. and so i call 11s it's kind of they're loving with an edge mm. you know Ooh. That's and uh, and so often, often that it is. And often I, I, I'll find that 11 twos can decide, you know, kind of they're not going to go that direction. And they're kind of more more opt into the the more loving, diplomatic, supportive two or they're more into the double one. And you and they, you know, they have more trouble kind of softening being more, you know, they would people would see them as being pretty, pretty assertive, mm. you know. 
And, um, and so you're, and yet also then to even complicate matters, the 11 in numerology is called, you know, the, the, the number of spiritual illumination, right? It's yes. really the wounded healer. It's got mm -hmm. so much creative energy, usually very artistic, um, a, a natural healing agent, but it's a very etheric thing. So the 11 two is more, many numerologists would say it's the, the dreamer rather than the doer. Oh. And so it has trouble grounding itself, right? And, and bringing things into fruition and, and making that, you know, bringing them into practical reality. So a lot of 11s can kind of be all out there and yet never and get frustrated because they can't bring, you know, can't bring it into the world. So again, there's a lot of different ways of looking at it. And yet if you're an 11 too, and you just feel like life is a cluster and you're so confused and conflicted about things, it's a wonderful thing to look at it and go. And so you can, you can have a way of dealing with it. And some, I always say that we can't, you know, we have to name something before we can do something about it. So that's what I feel the numbers provide. And we, we chatted just a bit before that, you know, so I did change my name. I got married and changed my name about six and a half years ago. And so I asked you if you, how, what your perspective is on when you do change your name as, you know, Elton John or Reginald Dwight, we talked about how you do shine that a bit, but I still feel it fundamentally. And for me, when I did change my name and I shifted to having this 11-2, 11-2, and 22-4 in my, in my primary numbers, I really did. But you know what? It was interesting. I There was so much change that happened around that time. I think around, oh, also around that time, I shifted from 11-2 um, pinnacle or cycle into 22-4 right at the time that I did all of that and I even I look different my friend asked me the other day okay seriously did you get did you get like a some kind of facial reconstruction because <laughs> she looks at the old pictures of me my face looks totally different but I did do some other things like I changed my diet and I got Invisalign and all kinds of things and I also just turned 40 and you're, you you know you start to lose collagen but you know Thing upon thing upon thing happened all at this same shifting of the life cycle, shifting of my name. Weird things happened, but the numbers really reflect it. It's amazing to me. It is amazing. And I even, even you know, not even though I do this particularly because I do it, they still it just... I'm just always blown away by it. Mm -hmm. And me doing this as a practitioner, it's I'm a translator. Mm -hmm. I find it simply a language. And um, so it, it, it's, it's absolutely so creepy in the way that it's accurate. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, yeah, you can work with people. I have no idea who they are. And I can tell them everything uh, about their lives. And, and what you're talking about is the pinnacle cycles, mm -hmm. which I have become much more fond of. They're, they're these four chunks of time that we all go through at different times, depending on our life path number. That's how it's calculated. And yet I see these periods of time as... Um, they're, they're like degree programs that mm. we signed up for, for a specific, for a, a more extended period of time. And they're also kind of like the building blocks that mm. we can look at and to see how our life is going to be structured, how it's going to build and how we can look at our experiences and really go, oh, that's why that was so hard. Hard. That's why this happened, and because that this is what I was learning 
during that time. And I was given these opportunities to learn that. So, you know, the beginning and the end of these cycles are the longest period of time. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is, you know, can be anywhere from 28, 29 years, uh, you know, to 30, anyway, in your 30s. And then the end of life, depending on how long we live. And then yeah. there, and then there are two nine-year cycles in the middle. And it really can get you uh, really jazzed about gaining perspective <laughs> around where you've been and where you are and where you're going. And so I am in the 22-4 now, and we talked about the 11-2. So let's talk about the period I'm in and the master number of 22-4. I think that's a, it's really a beautiful night. <laughs> You're hooing for me? <laughs> Maybe. I am. I'm, I'm exhausted already just hearing about it. Um. What, what cycle are you in? Where are you? What pinnacle are you in? What I'm number? an eight. Oh, that's beautiful. Ooh, so that's fun. <laughs> it, well, it can be. Yes, I know it can uh, be challenging any given as well. day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, just like you were saying at the in in the beginning, all the numbers are good, and all the numbers have their shining potentials. It's it's and all can be you know easy more easy than others or mm -hmm. more difficult. It kind of depends on how we work it, yeah. right? Yeah, and. Um, and yet to go back to your 22-4 uh, that you're going through, when I see that as a period of time, that is an exponential time for um, building something of lasting value that is going to have a spiritual component to it in a mm. practical way. Mm. So it's one of these times that I would see that you would be drawn very much toward building uh, something to help people on a grander scale um, live their lives in a better, more evolved way in a day-to-day -day basis. That mm. can be uh, this this podcast you're doing. This mm. could be, you know, the work that you do with clients. It could be doing, uh, you know, getting getting a coaching program going where you're teaching people to teach, where you have a, a product, a service, anything of that nature can very much be in alignment with the 22-4. And yet it is not, a, it's not an overnight deal. Right. The 22-4 is about foundations and it, again, it is in it for the long haul. Mm. So it's a time where you've got to really set up your structures, really think bigger because the four is always going to kind of lure you into micromanaging and self-limiting, mm. you know, um, go, oh, I can't do that. What do I, who do I, you know, so really to get people on your team to support something just a bit bigger and a, and a bit, you know, just to think a little bit outside of the box during this time and to understand that also as corny as it sounds, and I'm not being a self-help, you know, meme or something here, <laughs> when you are in a 22 four uh, cycle, you've got to schedule relaxation, like true breaks, yeah. true relaxation. Otherwise you will burn out. But I mean, I, it's I feel so guilty when I do that. But I, I mean, not I don't not the whole time, but I have to cross the bridge of feeling guilty about it. And I have to, like, tell myself to, you know, it shows up. Ah, why aren't you doing, you know, and it's but it's so true, because otherwise that life force energy is just going to not work for you. It's not going to be efficient. And that's for well, yeah. all of us. But, you know. This and what Felicia is talking about, if you're a 22-4 life path or if you have it in any of your other major points, it's, it's going to shine in that way for you. And just And look at the four is that teacher and that builder. 
And then the two is the love, love is <laughs> the lover, lover, right? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and the 22, four is hugely, um, hugely emotionally sensitive, usually mm-hmm. a, a very intuitive and psychic person. Mm-hmm. And yet also, um, the four is more of that literal, let's get it done. I've got my punch mm-hmm. list. It's a, a day without results is a day without sunshine. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's, you gotta have it off the punch list. And yet the two can also be a little more emotionally um, volatile, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's really because the two's biggest nemesis is, um, is really let's put it this way, being too emotionally sensitive and relying too much on the emotions and what, what the propensity is for the two is to want is to kind of shape shift, Mm. to be the one who wants to be the pleaser and wants to love, love, love everybody. And then, and wants this acknowledgement and, and these kudos. And yet they, they usually won't get it because they're usually doing everything for everyone that no one wants them to do. Mm. <laughs> so so <laughs> it's like, no one's asking you to do that. You're doing it from your heart, you know, and it's a get, and, and then you get really pissy yeah. when no one appreciates it. So it's kind of like codependence. It sounds like that too can be codependent really. Yeah. It's a very codependent sort of energy. Again, the two in it's optimal uh, the the as the to go back to like the 11 to mm-hmm. the common denominator there is that both the one and the two are learning about the self mm-hmm. okay and yet the one is learning how to exert the self how to stand on their own two feet be independent do all be very quirky creative unique you know pioneering and the two is learning how to be themselves and emotionally in all situations to not merge into others to know who they are and again it sounds a little like no duh corny it's hard for a lot of people to do that and I know so many people who have a lot of trouble knowing who they are and being able to be that in in all situations right Mm. yes and that is one of the biggest lessons of the two again is to self-define and uh, not let people walk all over you Um, yes to become that that healed empath rather than the sick empath who is like I become everything I sponge I sponge that's not helpful it's not helping anyone <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly and the and the, the the propensity for the two is to feel absolutely emotionally drained you mm-hmm. know just like they have been used as someone's psychic garbage pail um, yeah. for a long time and so again to, to bridge that into the 11 2 you've got, you know, you've got all of that going on. And then the 22 four, you've got double those twos, oh, right? Goodness. Yeah. That are, that are engaging with the four, which is more like, Hey, I've, I know I've got an emotion, but I'm sitting it over here because there's work to be done. Right. So it's that interesting engagement between the two. Who is there a famous person that who is a, as a life path 22 four that you can think of? I, I oh think gosh, any. yes, the the Dalai Lama. The oh well, Lama. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> there's yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, there's one. <laughs> um, there are lots of people who are. I mean, in this, and the interesting thing about the twenty-two-four is that again, depending on uh, how you how you add it up, right? If uh, it can be a th- often can be a thirteen-four mm-hmm. or a twenty-two-four. 
sometimes it's a four, 40, zero. Um, but it's people like uh, Oprah Winfrey is a four, Bill Gates is a four, uh, Brad Pitt is a four, Jimmy Fallon, um, uh, Tina Fey is a 22 four. Oh, uh, I love Tina Fey. But yeah, Oprah yeah. is a four, right? And so I, I think that's really great to highlight too, because again, sometimes people, when they first hear about this, two, one of two things can happen. They think, oh, I'm just a four. And so that means I'm not remarkable. You know what I mean? I'm not meant to be a spiritual leader or amazing at one thing or another. But Oprah's a four, y'all. So <laughs> it's a pretty great number. On the other hand, people can be like, well, I'm a 33.6. That means I can sit back because I'm just going to be amazing. And it's like, oh, no, there's a lot of challenge there. You, you know, we all have to do our work either way. Absolutely, Trish. And I really want to highlight that, not in a negative way, as mm -hmm. we've both talked about, and yet as a point of um, just a point of knowledge, which is I find that often uh, those who even have a bit more success than people with master numbers are people who don't. Right. Um, maybe they, maybe there's just a little less. I don't I don't want to say there is, but maybe there's a little less challenge, maybe. And then so, you know, they can yeah. actually kind of hold that space for the others who are doing the challenges. I mean, we're all just one anyway. Right. And, you know, and, and to, to use the terminology, and I hope you understand my levity here, often people who don't have the master numbers are a little less psychotic. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, yeah. I say that lovingly yeah. because, again, people with these master numbers feel a little nutsy cuckoo sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, because they've got all this stuff going on. They feel this drive to achieve, but oftentimes part of their path is in the struggle and is having all of these experiences um, that, that will bring them into their uh, helping healing uh, uh, um, calling of the master numbers. And the master numbers are also really testing everyone who has them uh, to step into leadership and also to level the ego Mm -hmm. and yeah. to be yeah. and to become more more um, altruistic um, overall and so sometimes those lessons are um, a, pr a pretty swift kick in the pants um, that we get definitely right I feel like I we haven't we're going to talk about 33 six but I feel like that nine should be an honorary master master number because nine has got so much it's like it's so it's so robust and it has it can see and feel and everything and it has seen it's almost like the Pisces uh you know relative in the in astrology and what I one thing I think is so beautiful about nine one thing that it does I don't know if you guys ever noticed this but if you have nine next to any other number it reduces to the other number and that is just so what the nine does right <laughs> 19 reduces the one to one yeah. 993 yes. reduces to three it's it's just that's what nine does bless it and Two of my favorite people are Life Path 9, my wonderful friend Hokulani, and Prince. <laughs> Prince was Life Path 9. Oh, gosh. I think he was a great yes. example. So many nines are so fascinating. They are the quirky creatives. Mm. They, you know, when they're, I mean, I don't know if you're a fan of Eddie Izzard. He oh, yeah. is nine. And he's so fascinating to me because I just actually went to see a, a sh his current show, Wunderbar, which was fantastic. And he, I've been a fan of his for a long time. And he's um, one of those people who is uh, so highly charged with his nine energy. And yet his big thing is that he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in religion. And he's like, my religion is humanity. Yes, but that is God as far as I'm concerned. So yes. yeah, I was and just yet, thinking that. And yet what I, I'm pointing out is that people who have these callings work with it and they mm. massage it and they yeah. struggle with it. And it's an issue. 
you know, yes. um, for them. And, you know, Elvis Presley was a nine. Oh, and, bless him. Mm. And he was into numerology. I don't he know was. You know. That's amazing. Was, wow. Yeah. A lot of people and, you know, and, and no, and again, um, no, no pressure for you nines, but of course, Mother Teresa and Gandhi. Um, right. No pressure. Just that. And, and Adele. So there we go. It's oh. all, it's, just, you know, put them all in, in one room and see what happens. See what happens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, another thing I noticed just so far as nine is concerned, 2016 was a universal nine year. And that is when everybody died. Like it was like all of the famous people died in 2016. And it was like, it was the year when everyone was like, oh my gosh it's december 23rd can can anyone else die and i think david bowie slipped in there right before the year changed over and i wonder he he did oh he did yeah and i was wondering and i talked to a friend i didn't go and look i was wondering if those people like carrie fisher passed and and i was wondering if these people had a lot had some significant nines in their chart also and that's how they kind of took the portal for that exit and but for us it was basically like my childhood was was passing on because it was so many people that were really powerful in in I, was that when prince passed as well i can't remember but he's well he's like i can't I. remember it was in that i it may have been it yeah. was in that arena i remember having to pull over i did I that as well yes. and um i just bawled my eyes out uh when prince died yeah. and also with with david bowie it was those were shocks to me yeah um, he passed in 16 yet, that's right. It, yeah. Kurt just looked it up for us. So yeah, yes, exactly. And Bowie and Carrie Fisher, those are the only ones I can remember off the top of my head. But that was a nine-year. Endings and conclusions, completions, and uh, harvest, I think is a really beautiful way to look at that nine, too. Yes, it's a grand transformation mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, very much so. And uh, and yet again, if we look at it, again, no with no judgment, I mean, I'm a person who, you know, um, I don't know it won't be weird to you. I live, I don't, I'm not afraid of dying. I kind of look forward to, you know, hanging out. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And so, and yet, you know, every day, carpe diem, you've got to, we've got to do it uh, now. And some people again are done. And it's always fascinating that we still look at as a, as a culture, uh, death as a, like a, uh, like a failure right you know? oh my goodness they, and it makes no yeah. sense at all well no. well so i threw in there like i said what i consider an honorary master number nine but we still have to talk about 33 six <laughs> oh 33s um those are those are fewer and, i was gonna and, say you hardly see is how come that how come statistically how is that possible it seems like statistically it shouldn't be any different but it 11 2 seems to be the most common right and then somehow yeah. 22 4 and then 33 6 does that make and sense again, statistically it does well okay. and what i love about this is that my share is that it is a cosmic joke that i am a numerologist because i hate math more than <laughs> anything in the world like it has been my most anxiety producing subject uh from i'm i i'm not kidding i'm so so serious right now and so mathematically i can't really give you the the oh good because i couldn't get it either i hate it too And (laughs) and yet what i will say is that my basic understanding is as we you know when we do the math if we're born in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, it shifts oh. the, the availability. That makes sense. Of, 
of the numbers, right? right? So for instance, I've had clients who are younger who have a 44 mm-hmm. slash eight, which would be a master number. And yet we're really, it's just the kind of the beginning of the wave of, of that, you know, that oh, opportunity. But this is so, so beautiful because we are nature. And so we collectively globally move into different seasons. We move into different ages and we get what we need. And I think that's just so gorgeous. Wow. Or like the, you know, the children that the the new children that we've been getting for now, you know, 30 years of the or actually even longer. If you consider the, the first wave, the indigo, the crystal and the rainbow children, we're getting what we need. And so the availability of of the numbers, it just that makes so much sense. Wow, that's really cool. I love it. Yeah, it's really interesting. And then even if you look at um, the 1900s, we're a karmic 19. Oh, right. right. Basically. Yeah. And that was when we were learning all about that was, you know, capitalism and industrialization, all of those things that brought us into the me culture. Mm. Right. All about individuality, all about being independent. You know, that's when we we're all living in single family houses with each one had a refrigerator and a washer and dryer. I mean, it's all all the singular thing. And now we've moved into the 2000s, which is, again, if you think about it, Tricia, the what internet. is the thematic that we've had? Information, Love. connection, the inf- information age connection started like at the very end of the 90s. But really, yes. when we get into the 2000s is when we had the information age, which really started to, in and in not, not even, we've been in the information age, I'd say we started to tick over into that in intuition age because of connecting non-locally remotely but the way that you and I are right now the internet is really a model for telepathy and um, you know spiritual connection because we don't need anything we don't need to be in person you know it's not about the devices of the physicality it's about the the heart and it's about the energy of it so yeah we ticked over into that too inner yeah. energy with and the connection of it wow that's cool i love it oh, i just love numbers yeah. so much <laughs> i love that and what i love the most is that i the way my perspective or the way i i see it is again it's about the two and the with the three zeros so that's an amplification of that and again to me it's about we are in now an era of of us mm. how do we figure out that we are all connected and that is a thematic right and love i mean even in marketing even you know you go and see i went to see a concert last night with my daughter in which the performer is like hey you know da 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 it's all about love it's love it's love 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 yeah. connection and that sort of thing is really um coming into play uh, very very distinctly and i think it's it's part of this whole movement that we're in in the 2000s wow so. that's so cool i just it's like endless and and just look at also how we're going to be here for a while because we go to like for 2000 whatever we go to it's going to be a hundred years before we get to do something besides two because the zero says get back over there <laughs> there's nothing here for you <laughs> get back to the two <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's kind of a fun thing. And what I love about it also, this information for me anyway, it can often quell some anxiety because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's one of those things, Trisha, I, I loved keeping up with everyone as much as I can. And I was reading something about uh, a therapist who is surprised that she, she specializes now in millennials. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and uh, she said, you know, and the millennial, everyone's like, Oh, they're entitled and they're this and they're that. And she's like, I don't find that at all. I no. find that they're very socially conscious, very hardworking, all of this. And their biggest, their biggest concern when they come to me as a therapist is that they have too many choices. Oh yeah. 
no kidding. and that they're afraid that they're going to make the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's what I love about some of these tools that we have in, in the metaphysical world is that again, when it's used for positive and not for, for the negative flow of it, it, um, it can really define things for you. So you can go, Ooh, I thought I had a hundred choices. And yet, you know, if I look at this and these feel right to me, right? These are the ones that feel right. And so you can define yourself and just make yourself so much more effective and fulfilled because you're, you're aligning with your purpose rather than just following those, you know, bright and shiny objects forever. And there, um, and yes, and for the millennials, for all of us, but, but the millennials having, yes. having had the context from the very beginning, there's so much bright and shiny. And that again, sure, you can think you can think of it as opportunity, but it can be overwhelming and difficult to focus then. No, I agree. I, I just, uh, I think it's, again, we are in, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in an, in, a, in an ascension, try to say yes. that three times fast <laughs> in an ascension cycle. Uh, if you look at any of these metaphysical tools, astrology, numerology, all kinds of uh, other elements are, are pointing to that, right? Right. And, even just astronomy, if you look at they, they were measuring the the you know the, the black hole, the, mm-hmm. the mag, you know the magnetic field, and we have these these eclipses and and mm. all of this, and it's just it's just a fact that things change, you know. Well, speaking yeah. of changes, we maybe we'll be getting some more thirty three sixes eventually, maybe toward the ends of our lives or the millennials' lives. So we have thirty three six. What a beautiful number! It's it, to me that thirty three is just. I think it's very much the Christ consciousness number. 33 is is not just to me. I think it is commonly considered the Christ consciousness number. And so, yeah, let's talk a little bit. Uh, we're, we're, we're going over time. I'm sorry. But we talk about 33.6. Oh, <laughs> can't leave quick, everyone hanging. Quick for you, 33.6 And uh, the 33.6 is just not for, you know, the, the weak. Not, not the for the faint of heart. heart. <laughs> yeah. uh, because the six, again, is the nurturer. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's all about love, duty, service. Home and family is really that, the, the, the solid center for that. But, and yet very, very visionary, very justice oriented kind of the cosmic parent mm. and then you add the thir- the 33 uh, which is uh, the communicator all about uh, creative self-expression uh, optimism joy uh, self uh, just emotional self-expression very performative very uh, learning how to um, be express in an impeccable sort of way. And so when you put it together as this 33, six really is the ultimate, um, it's the ultimate spiritual teacher. And also, uh, the person who really is here to act with, put forward everything with unconditional love, period. Beautiful. And then put, do that with fun. Yes, because three is all about and fun. Optimism. And yet the, 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 the trouble with it is, is that, of course, with the threes and the sixes, so emotionally uh, attuned yeah. that, I mean, it's, it's not easy, is it, Trisha, to go in our world and walk the world and, and be like, you know, I'm not talking toxic positivity either, right? Of course like, not. Everything's yeah. great. Um, just that the, it, they, the, the six is going to um, default into self-righteousness mm-hmm. often, very can be very controlling. Um, it's one of their superpowers. And yet when it goes on the other 
you know, uh, edge, it's a problem mm-hmm. and, and a perfectionist, those sorts of things. So add that with the emotions based of the, and, and attempting to be joyful and not depressed, right? Because one of the issues is that these people are going to feel things so, so intensely and they're wanting to help, they're wanting to heal and that's what they're here for. And yet it is an ongoing um, venture. And, um, these people are often drawn to working with, you know, kids or the elderly or people who are troubled or, um, those sorts of things. And it can be a heavy atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So often, um, you know, a, a, a 33, six really needs to understand that it is a lifelong, um, endeavor that they're doing and to attempt to be human within the process and not to be also be very codependent because they can be people who, want to do everything for everybody and then are kind of left in the dust, right? Without, um, without getting cared for themselves. So again, always going to be a delicate balance. Heavy as the crown of the 33-6. Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so. And so we have as a beautiful, shining example, Meryl Streep. Oh, gosh, she's amazing having the career that she's had. And she has a wonderful mother. I think she have three children or something. Somehow she had a, a pretty significant family while she was having this ubiquitous career. And she is amazing. I just love her so much. And shining that humanity, that joy in everything that she does, even in something as difficult as something like Sophie's Choice that oh my god that film if y'all haven't seen it oh uh, kind of don't actually <laughs> I started to say get out your Kleenex box yeah because oh my gosh yeah, um, yeah she's phenomenal I am such a, a fan of Me hers too. on every level mm-hmm. and and yet you can tell that she's she's a powerhouse I mean yes. I would think that you know she's got her she's got her opinions I remember years ago when organic was just you know, a word uh, that no one knew. Mm-hmm. She was she was rallying for um, organic uh, apples. Like oh. she was really on the forefront of um, understanding this connectivity that everything has. And she would step up and and stand up and do that. And um, she she is to me very much a shining example of the thirty three six. We have others. I mean, Stephen King is a thirty three six. Wow. Um, uh, Robert De Niro is a thirty-three-six, and um, you know, so they so there are thirty-three-sixes out there, and they're doing their thing, and again, highly artistically creative, often as I, well. And I think Meryl Streep and and Robert De Niro were in, I think, Deer Hunter together, so that must have been <laughs> quite a set to be on. <laughs> Yes. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. And I saw you doing a video on 33.6 on your channel, which is awesome. I love it. So useful, so resourceful. Obviously, your books as well. And you were talking about the 33.6. You mentioned Meryl as the shining example, and you were talking about the shadow side of it. And you were saying, but, you know, this, this, and this. And you started to list (laughs) a description of what a shadow of 33.6 could be. And I was like, she's talking about Charlie Sheen. I know it. (laughs) I went and looked it up. But it it sounded exactly when he had his big, you know, crisis a few years back now, not to make fun of him, but it was, I mean, that's where the 33-6, you know, the challenges are really getting to you with with some of that. And what I love to do, Trisha, is to look at that. And again, I love the way you say that, that we're not making fun. So let's look at that as an example. Lindsay Lohan is also a 33-6. Oh, bless her. Yeah. And she, mm -hmm. yeah. So let's look at that and go, you know, um, there's, there are these times where there's this instability 
vulnerability and that vulnerability and kind of going off that cliff and then mm. how then how do you bring yourself back because I don't know a lot about what Charlie Sheen is doing now I did pay attention several years ago that he because I think now I may be wrong please look this up fact check for me uh didn't he um have HIV or something because of something his, like that yeah I yeah, can't remember it was something something really something. severe like that yeah, something serious about that. So that and and then I noticed that he uh, went went on and he was actually becoming a spokesperson for a certain condom company, mm. and and attempting to educate people about nice. that and about and so in many ways he he's turned over into and and what I like to say even I don't like to say it I will observe that most of the time our biggest spiritual pushes or the way that we get the most growth in our lives is when we, when things are, are really, um, down at the bottom, right? Yes. Those are the times when we figure out what we're made of. Mm. Um, when we have a big health crisis, when something, you know, when the divorce, when a death, when something really that we don't want, you know, mm. we don't want to deal with, but those are the things that are always going to be catalysts for us uh, and and our growth, no matter what. And so, if you look at someone like him, someone like Lindsay Lohan, and they're they're working it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I do like to say that often the master numbers really don't come into their full, you know, bloom until late forties, early fifties, and beyond. Um, they and really so, Lindsay's don't. a little young in that still. So, yeah. And mm-hmm. you, I don't. What came to mind when you were talking about, you know, the, the more difficult times is actually Marian, something Marianne Williamson said. And I, I don't. Do you know off the top of your head what her life path number is? Because, oh gosh, I no, okay. I don't. Well, we could look it up. But I remember this is something very powerful. Marianne said that the mental and emotional difficulties are just the gravity that make us stronger. And we could put in there the life challenges too, even if it's a physical challenge. She says, you know, a yoga, uh, you know, someone doing yoga or someone lifting weights or or running, the thing that they're pushing against is what is building their muscles and making them more equipped, more fit and more and stronger. And so that is the gravity, the the, the difficulties, the suffering, the mental and emotional challenges or the karmic numbers or (laughs) the shadow sides of the numbers. It's all just the gravity that is there to help us to grow. Absolutely. And and one of the metaphors I use, which is actually a, a true story, but it's a wonderful metaphor, is I, I was giving birth to my second child years ago, and I, it was such a different experience than my first one, and I was hyperventilating and all of this stuff. And the nurse practitioner said, Felicia, okay, where does it hurt the most? Mm-hmm. And she said, shut your eyes and tell me where, and I was like, oh, right here. And she said, okay, bring yourself down there energetically and just focus in where it hurts the most. And that's where you push. Oh my goodness. Push where it hurts the most, because that's what you're, that will allow you to give birth. Oh, Oh my goodness. I don't know if there's anything, (laughs) there's any way to top that. That is so true. I found that. That is so, that is so true. And, and, uh, you know, thinking about meditation and doing your interpersonal work. And when we want to escape the areas where there is the pain that's just existing within you. And I've had clients who want to avoid that when we get in there and we feel that we like, no, no, I went away from that. But the thing is, you're not injuring yourself. You're already at a state of injury. That's why you need to put the awareness there because that will be releasing the injury and that will be the healing or that's where you'll push and then you'll give birth. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to be I'm going to be using that and I will accredit yeah. you. 
Uh, just use it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, oh my gosh, we are we are way over time. But I, I, is there any anything any last thing you want to say? I want to encourage everyone to go buy Felicia's books. Go to all of her media, her her website. Are, are you doing one on one sessions at this time still? I am. I'm doing one-on-one sessions. I've got a webinar series. If you're just curious and want to do some webinars to familiarize yourself with numerology, you got that going on. So just take a look and see what, what, you know, speaks to you. I think it's really powerful to do the one-on-ones with a really powerful practitioner who's also intuitive and, you know, and then that's a way to kickstart your understanding because this is a personal tool, but then, and then also get periodic ones. I think it's really great. But with the webinar is really helpful because she's going to be able to equip you as well as her books will help you to equip yourself. I mean, you can do so much with it. You can look at your personal year. You can look at your month. You can look at the day and see the energies that you are enhancing at the time. And I just am so grateful for your work again I have to say and thank you for coming on the program you're amazing (laughs) thank you this has just been a pleasure I love you know yes we have coffee and (laughs) tea (laughs) chat some more so Yes, I don't want to keep any keep you any longer, but I could, man. I could I could just make Kurt stay here for another two hours and talk to you. Oh, oh Kurt, hi. We won't do that to you, Kurt. I wouldn't mind. This is actually really interesting stuff. So. It's really interesting, and he's a life path three, so he he wanted exactly. to hear a bunch of that. So I'm glad we started that way. Well, again. Absolutely. Everyone, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. And thank you, Felicia Bender, for all the work that you do and for being on the program. And um, I hope to maybe you can have you can come on again. We can talk about maybe we can talk about some some stuff that's going on in in the world at the time. That could be really fun if you're ever available. I know how busy you are. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. And thank you, everyone. We will see you again next time. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.